New York Giants fans, welcome back to Everything New York Giants. I'm your host, Adriana, and today we are recapping the Giants versus Jets preseason game three that took place yesterday, August 28th. The Giants did not take home the win. They lost 31 to 27, but overall put on a pretty good show. So let's talk about it. So let's start by talking about guys who didn't play because obviously the Giants have been dealing with a plethora of injuries for the last couple months. So because of that, there's a nice list of guys who didn't play. So let's start with those and then we'll talk about starters who were sat on purpose because it wasn't worth playing them. So let's start with the injured. So Sterling Shepard, CJ Board, Shane Lemieux, Josh Azudu, Ben Bredesen, Garrett McGinn, Kayvon Thibodeau, Aziz Ojolari, Ellerson Smith, Rodarius Williams, Dane Belton, and Graham Gonneau. All did not play due to injury issues. Now, the good news about that long list is that guys like Sterling Shepard, Joshua Azudu, Kayvon Thibodeau, Aziz Ojolari, Dane Belton, and Graham Gano are coming back soon. Most of those guys will likely be back by week one or week two. So that's the good news. The other guys, there's not a definitive timetable on them, but they will be back at some point this year since they were not placed on IR. So more good news. Okay, let's talk about the guys who didn't play. So Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, Darius Toney, Leonard Williams, Dexter Lawrence, and Adore Jackson – were all purposely sat, which in my opinion was the right move. We are already dealing with tons of injuries. We do not need to add to that list. So with that being said, let's go through some stats. We'll talk about the overall performance of the offense, defense, and special teams, and then get into some players that really stuck out. So let's start with the offense. I always like to start with the quarterbacks. So obviously, like I mentioned, Jones didn't play. Tyrod Taylor had two completions out of four attempts for 29 yards, zero touchdowns, and one interception. He also was sacked once for a 10-yard loss, which was tough. He left the game with a back injury, but Dable confirmed in his postgame that he's going to be okay. So great news. So because of that, Davis Webb really got a lot of the attention yesterday as he got most of the playing time. So we saw great performance last week out of Davis Webb, and this week he followed it up with another amazing performance. He had 30 completions on 38 attempts for 202 yards, one touchdown, and zero sacks. So overall, great day for Davis Webb. He spoke to the media afterwards and said that he felt that he has had a really great preseason so far, even his best ever, and he feels really good about that. And Dable confirms that and also said that Webb has really shown that he knows the offense well and can perform and has done quite well. So... Overall, as Giants fans, I hope we feel that we have capable backups, and if for any reason Jones goes down or has to miss a couple games, we have, between Taylor and Webb, we have great guys that are ready to step in and help us win some games. So I will say that due to the roster cuts, I don't, I can't imagine them keeping three quarterbacks. So I think that Webb will end up on the practice squad, but I think that he will still be with the Giants and he will be ready to step in 
if we have some sort of case or scenario like we did last night where Taylor got injured. So overall, great performance from both of them. We have competent quarterbacks who know what they're doing and can run a team and can run an offense. So with that being said, let's talk about the running backs. I do think that they will not keep more than three on the roster. And right now we have Saquon Barkley as number one. We have Matt Breida as number two. And that number three spot is up for grabs. Now, in my opinion, I think it's going to be based between Joshua Corbin and Gary Brightwell. Those are two guys who have really shown off the most and they've performed extremely well during the preseason. What I think Gary Brightwell has going for him over Joshua Corbin is the fact that he can play special teams. He was used as a punt returner yesterday and he had two returns for a total of 47 yards, averaging 23 and a half yards per punt return, which is pretty good. So not only that, when he was used as a running back, he had two carries for 11 yards. Not incredible stats, but not bad stats in between those two things. I think that if he doesn't make the roster, I think he'll probably end up on the practice squad. Joshua Corbin had six carries for 23 yards and a touchdown. Another guy who was out there competing, he was fighting. He, I don't know if he's going to have the edge over Brightwell, I think he looked really good out there and definitely has the potential. So I think it's going to be tough. I am glad that I am not the person that has to make these decisions. But overall, I do think that they have good talent out there at the running back position that can and will be used in that number three spot. I just can't imagine keeping four. I think it seems like probably one too many. So a couple other running backs that we'll talk about quickly. Sandra Plattsgummer had two carries for eight yards. Antonio Williams had two carries for six yards. So other guys who are used in the run scheme, I just don't know if they have that edge that'll put them over some of the other guys. But Antonio Williams did come from Buffalo. He has good experience and good history, and I'm sure that he knows the scheme quite well. So there is the potential, too, that based on that factor, he could be edged out for the number three spot. We will find out tomorrow. The Giants have gone from 80 to 73 players. They need to drop another 20 to get to 53 by 4 p.m. tomorrow. So we have less than 24 hours until we find out who is on that 53. Now let's move along to receiving because there was a good mix between the tight ends and the wide receivers who had some impressive catches yesterday. Now let's start with the tight ends because I know a lot of us have been very concerned about the depth at tight end. Yesterday, Austin Allen and Daniel Ballinger stepped in. They made some great plays. They were used in the passing game and I think that we're going to see that the bad news is that Ballinger left with a concussion the good news is that Dable said in the presser that he's going to be okay so he should be back for week one there's no doubt that he's going to be the starter and then I think that Austin Allen will be behind them I didn't see much from Tanner Hudson yesterday so I I'm not quite sure if he steps in at tight end three or if they come in and pick someone else. He might end up being a practice squad guy, but I'm not sure if he's shown enough to have earned that spot. So let's get back to stats for a second. So Austin Allen had four receptions for 40 yards and a touchdown. 
Daniel Bellinger had three receptions for 37 yards. Now, both of those guys caught every ball that came their way, which is not something we're used to seeing from the tight end position in the last couple of years. So I know Bellinger had a drop, I believe he had a drop last week that ended up in an interception and he's had a couple drops in practice, but he's a rookie. He's learning. I feel confident that he is going to be the starting tight end with good hands that we have been waiting for for the last four years. I have no other reason to think that, but I think, I don't know. I just feel good about this kid. He's shown he's been pretty good. He barely had any drops in college and I just think that he can be the guy that it translates into the NFL. So I look forward to seeing that from him. I hope he doesn't let me down. All right, let's talk about some wide receivers now. So Travis Toivonen, who is just added to the team, I believe, on Friday, he had been back and forth with the team through OTAs and over the summer. So he was back and he had two receptions for 29 yards. Now, I don't think he makes it any further with the Giants. I'm, I don't really think that he's going to be a practice squad guy, but he did show some good stuff on tape yesterday that he has the potential, I think, to get picked up by another team and maybe end up on their practice squad. Now, other guys that we have to talk about, of course, Alex Bachman and David Sills. Now, these guys have been battling it out the last couple of weeks, and I think there's a really good chance that one, if not both of them, make the 53. If they both don't make the 53, whichever one of them doesn't is likely ending up on the practice squad. With all the injuries that we've seen to wide receiver over the last couple of years, I am sure that one of these guys is going to be there. So I think that between Bachman and Sills, in my opinion, I would pick Sills they both have been in and out of the Giants organization over the last couple of years. They both are extremely hard workers and they have good chemistry with the quarterbacks. But I think that Sills has a better um, rapport with Jones. He's been in with the ones and the twos where I don't think that Alex Bachman has gotten as much time in with Jones where Sills did. And I think that's where Sills might edge him out a little bit even though stat-wise, Bachman had a much better game yesterday. So he had six receptions for 27 yards, and Sills only had one reception for one yard. Now, I don't think the stats always tell the whole story, and I think that Sills' connection with Jones and Taylor is going to be something that edges him out. So I would love to see him on the 53. If he's not on the 53, I am fairly sure that he will be on that practice squad. So another wide receiver that's been talked about a lot is Richie James, who last night had three receptions for 14 yards. And he was previously being used as a punt returner. And I think having the special teams aspect of that would help edge him out. But I don't know, based on what I saw yesterday, I just feel like he's not going to make it. I I don't know. That's kind of what I'm thinking right now. Um, I think that it's going to be either Bachman or Sills. And I just, I just think that Sills has the edge. So... If Richie James does not make it on the 53, I think that he'll end up being a practice squad guy because, like I said, we have seen quite a few injuries with wide receivers and we're going to need to carry a few backups. So speaking of that, let's talk about Kenny Galladay and Darius Slayton. Kenny, Dal 
Kenny Galladay was Kenny Galladay in yesterday. He had his one target, zero receptions for zero yards. And I am sure you guys have seen that video circulating on Twitter. Not only did he not catch the one target was th that was thrown his way, he did nothing to tackle or block anyone on the Jets when there was a turnover. So I don't know what he's doing out there. I don't know what's happening. I am not, you know, around him a lot. I don't know what the deal is. He has shown during practices that it seems like he's just not into it. And he, you know, came out and said that we don't really know who he is as the fans and we haven't seen, you know, what his capabilities are and all of that. But I just think that you've got a whole new regime coming in here. It's like if you get a new boss, right? They come in, they don't know who you are, they don't know your history, they don't know what you've done, they don't care if you sign a contract to work for the company for five years. They care about what you do now for them. And when someone like Galladay, who's competing against all of these other receivers, and you have guys like Bachman, Wandale Robinson, Kadarius Tony, Alex Sills, these guys, maybe not Kadarius Tony because of his injury issues, but the other guys have been out there fighting, they're working their asses off to play for a roster spot. And for him to not show the same fight is extremely frustrating. And if you're not going to catch the one target that was thrown your way, could you at least try and block or tackle when there's an interception? I don't know, guys. I don't know what the deal is, but we will see what happens over the next two weeks. We will see how the playbook is really going to look. Obviously, the offense that we've seen is not going to be the offense that we see week in and week out for the next 17 weeks. We're going to see a lot more exciting plays. We're going to see Wildcats, all sorts of different things. Maybe we're going to see a lot more from Kenny Galladay. I sure hope we do because for $72 million, this guy better get a lot of touchdowns this year. Anyway. That's enough about him. Let's talk about Darius Leighton. He is, I don't think he's going to make this roster, guys. He's a $2.5 million cap hit. And right now, the Giants have less than $5 million in cap space. And we could use some depth at tight end. We could use some depth at cornerback. We could maybe even use another offensive lineman. So with all of those things plus all of the wide receivers who have shown a lot over the last three weeks, plus camp before it. Slayton's battling some injury issues. I, I just can't see them picking Slayton over one of these other guys, especially when you add the cap hit on top of it. So, you know, he had two targets yesterday and didn't catch either of them. Zero completions for zero yards. So, I think that kind of was the nail in the coffin for me. Again, I'm not Joe Shane. I'm not making these decisions. But I think when you look at all of this, it's hard to pick him and put him as a starting wide receiver when you've got all this other talent around him. So that's my prediction on that. You know, we'll see how things play out. But 
it'll be interesting. It always is. So let's move along to the defense. Overall, great day for the offense. Davis Webb continues to show what he's got. He's shown us he's more than capable of being a backup quarterback. And I feel good about that, especially after the things that we have seen for the last few years. Okay, let's talk about the defense. So I want to talk about Nathan Meters, as I think how you pronounce his last name. So he had 12 total tackles yesterday, eight of them, which were solo tackles. Now, when it comes to the safety position, we have Julian Love, Xavier McKinney, and Dane Belton. Dane Belton is probably not going to be ready for week one. I don't know when he's going to be ready to play, probably a couple weeks into the season. But I think because of that, you might see a guy like Meter step in and get that role. And he might only get it until Belton has been ramped up and been ready to get in there and play. But I think he looked pretty good yesterday. He was all over the field. He was making great tackles. He led the defense in tackles for the whole game. And I think he showed us what he can do. So overall, I feel pretty good about him. You know, again, I, I am not in these meetings. I have no idea what they're thinking. But I think after seeing a guy like that step in and lead the defense, I mean, overall leader. The next guys behind him were Yusuf Corker and Austin Calitro, who had five tackles. He had almost three times as many. So overall, I think impressive day for him. Excited to see what he can do more. So Yusuf Corker, another guy, he had five tackles, four of them, which were solo. I think he's going to end up being a practice squad guy. It was confirmed today that he was one of seven Giants players who was released. So, but I do think he'll end up on the practice squad. I think he's got potential. He's young. I think the more reps he gets and the more learning he does in this defensive scheme, we could see him back in the defense at some point. Let's move on to Austin Calitro, who had quite an impressive day. He had five tackles, two of them which were solo. He had one tackle for loss and an interception that he ran back for 35 yards. This is his second interception this preseason. The first one was during the Patriots game. There's a lot of opportunity at linebacker, and I think that between Austin Calitro, Micah McFadden, those and Trent Thompson, those three are probably going to be the top three battling it out. Micah McFadden had four tackles, three of them which were solo, one tackle for loss. Another guy who continues to improve. He's a rookie. The Giants drafted him earlier this year. I think the more we see of him, the more he's going to improve. And I'm really excited about him. He's another guy who seems to have improved week after week. And I'm excited to see what he is going to do in this Giants defense. Now, we can't talk about the Giants defense without talking about Aaron Robinson, who luckily did not have as bad as a game as he did against the Patriots. But the NFL is notoriously a copycat league. So obviously, based on what Robinson put on tape the last two weeks, the Jets weren't going to ignore it. So they were tossing the ball his way, and he had... Three tackles, three of them which were solo, but I saw him miss a few tackles, and I think he's improved. I think if you look back to the Patriots game to now, he's gotten better, and I think that we will see that week after week. Do I think he's going to be a top corner in the league? 
Probably not. But I think he'll be a serviceable corner opposite Adoree Jackson, I think. Adoree Jackson is obviously the stronger one in this scenario, but I think Robinson's going to continue to improve. I also think Cordell Flott, who was back after an injury, he had three tackles, two of which were lost. So another guy who missed tackles, but again, he's a rookie, he's coming off an injury, he's going to need some work. I know a lot of us were concerned about his size, but he's fast. He can play all around the ball and he can make tackles. So I think he's someone that the size might not affect him as much as we thought it would, but he definitely needs improvement. And again, he's a rookie. He'll get there. I think these guys just need a little more time and a little more reps. Now, I want to talk briefly about O'Shane Zimenez because he has been on and off. And there's a lot of talk that people didn't think he was going to make this roster. And honestly, still don't think he's going to make this roster. But he has been a lot better over the last few weeks, except for yesterday. He only had two tackles. So I'm not sure what happens with him. I I'm not, I don't see him making this roster, but I'm glad that he's he's improved a little bit and put in some work because this team needs it. So that's that. So the defense overall had 72 tackles, 48 of them, which were solo and only four tackles for loss. So yes, we need to see improvement. We will see it. I do see this team going out and looking for another cornerback. It's definitely something that we need. So I think that ties back into the Darius Slayton conversation that there are positions of need that are more important than wide receiver. And I think that we're going to see Shane bring in another cornerback over the next couple weeks or so. One other guy I want to talk about, let's talk about special teams briefly. We've wrapped up the offense. We've wrapped up the defense. So Jamie Gillen had a great day yesterday. His punting has no doubt improved over the last few weeks. And I think that this is something that we're going to continue to see from him is he's going to continue to improve over time. And that's all we can ask for, right? So I think a great day from him. I am excited to see the Scottish Hammer, as they call him, continue to improve. I think he's, he so far is on track to be better than Riley Dixon. And that's what we want, right? We want every position to be elevated than what it was last year. So I hope that that continues for Gillen. One other thing on special teams, Thomas McGahee, who's the special teams coordinator, has come out and said that the team does not do any planning. It's preseason. So I know there's been a lot of complaints over the last couple weeks that special teams looks like it's an absolute disaster and guys are missing tackles and you have to have Graham Gano tackling people and getting concussions in order for them to stop the ball. But there's been no planning and McGahee has said that he's just playing all the guys. He wants to see what he has and who's going to make the roster and who's the best out of all of them. So, you know, because of that, I think it it should have been expected that maybe spe- special teams wasn't going to be the greatest side of the ball. Um, but I know people are a little concerned, but I think they're going to come out against Tennessee looking different and looking 
better. And I think that's going to be because of those two things. There's going to be planning involved and only the best special teamers are going to play compared to every single guy on the roster, rookie, veteran, whoever he is out there and maybe not looking the rest. So I think that covers the game yesterday, the Giants versus Jets recap. The Giants fell 31 to 27 in the last preseason game. We are on to the regular season. We're almost there, guys. We made it. We have less than two weeks. So with that being said, the Giants have gone from 80 players down to 73. So these are the seven guys who have been cut in the last 24 hours. Josh Rivas, Yusef Corker, Ryan Santoso, Keelan Doss, Travis Toivonen, Elijah Griffin, and Eric Smith. Now, out of those seven guys, I think the only potential for the practice squad is Yusef Corker. I think it's going to be the only one. I think the other guys are probably going to move on to other places if they do. Now, they're down to 73. The team needs to get down to 53 in less than 24 hours, so... These guys have their work cut out for them. But stay tuned. There will be lots of updates along the way. So that's it for this week on the Everything New York Giants podcast. Again, I am your host, Adriana. Please subscribe on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. I will be back in a week. There is no game, but what I will do is I will recap the 53 We'll go through the depth, we'll talk about any roster moves that have been made, and we will pregame the Titans and go through what we think that's going to look like, good or bad. So you can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at New York Giants Fangirl, and you can subscribe to my podcast here on Apple and Spotify Podcasts. Thank you for listening, and I will talk to you next week.